Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Accusations of sexual harassment are all over the news. But should we really always believe the woman? I'll tell you why this is not a good idea. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Getting back to my normal schedule, 3 to 6 on Saturdays. Today it's 4 to 6 because we were just listening to Clark's Christmas Kids. And you can still contribute to Clark's Christmas Kids at the Walmart in Duluth on Pleasant Hill Road until 5 p.m. So make that Christmas special for these kids in need around town. And uh, thank you very much, guys, for doing that. Uh, I So I'm the, if you haven't heard my show, I move around a lot. I am the libertarian, the libertarian voice on WSB, which is actually a charity's best friend because I believe in volunteerism. I believe in this liberty requires a lot of responsibility and that we should take care of each other voluntarily uh, as much as we can. And I think I think people do that. I think people are really generous, especially around the holidays. Uh, but I... As a libertarian, I've kind of, I, I like political philosophy. I like to talk about that. I'll answer any of your questions about what my philosophy is all about. But one thing I feel like we can all rally behind, especially individualists, people who believe in limited government, I think we can all agree that the Bill of Rights is 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 what's the expression our last defense against tyranny the only thing that stands between us and tyranny is the bill of rights but the bill of rights is there to to limit government to keep government from standing in our way uh politically so we need to be ever vigilant in keeping government at bay in controlling it and the bill of rights is there to make sure that the government doesn't do anything that keeps us from being able to exercise our political rights our political imperative to push back on government that's what the bill of rights in my opinion first 10 amendments is all about so the sexual harassment stories that have been out in the news this these past weeks have for me i i personally i've been a woman in the in the workforce for a long time i i worked in law firms and investment banks and commercial banks restaurants i've been in a lot of different places and i have experienced many times sexual harassment uh Worse than that, um, sexual discrimination, for sure. I've experienced this stuff many times. So I don't disbelieve it It happens. A lot of times I think stories you read in the news are not true. In this case, I believe that they are, that many of them are true, but that, that, that they were always there. They were always in the background. They could have been triggered, this avalanche of accusations could have been triggered at any time in any way by the all-powerful media, and it hadn't been. And the way it's being handled, it's being handled in a very specific way that uh, I think is designed to undermine some of the principles that are enshrined 
in the Bill of Rights. So uh, specifically, this idea that we should always believe the woman, that the first time I ever read that kind of an expression was in the Boy Scouts manual, that if a child complains about some kind of sexual misconduct, always believe the child. And I actually thought that was a good rule because children are vulnerable. It's easy to dismiss them. I have a son with Down syndrome who made um, not a sexual accusation, but a different kind of accusation, and I dismissed him. Uh, and then I got some third-party corroboration. I was so I felt so bad that I didn't listen to him, didn't believe him just because he had Down syndrome. But it's those weak and vulnerable people who really need to get the benefit of the doubt. They're uh, not of the age of maturity, and they they don't know how to work the system. But with adults, anything from torts, which are like kind of civil wrongs that you can sue people for or crimes or whatever, you really have to have laws of evidence. You have to have people face their accusers. You can't allow uh, accusations to be simply accepted. And the reason... So that is a violation of the Fifth Amendment. And it's and it's not just that that this is a fundamental tenet of liberty, that you can't go around punishing people, robbing them of their life and liberty and property without good reason. But I always think of the of the amendments as being specifically targeted against controlling government. And the reason you want I'll just read you like the relevant couple of words in the Fifth Amendment. It's no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And it's that, when it's in one of the amendments, I think that it's always for restricting government, that if you don't require due process of law, you allow the government to to trump up charges in order to quiet you down for political reasons. So the guy who blew the whistle that I don't know if people know this story, but that the underwear bomber, too, was really an MI6 intelligence agent from from Britain, that it was going to be a false flag. That guy went to jail on kiddie porn charges, like like in what was described by The Wall Street Journal as a bizarre coincidence. You know, it's that kind of thing where you get somebody in trouble for something totally unrelated that uh, in order to stifle them politically, that's the danger that these that the Fifth Amendment, I think, was primarily designed to avoid. So so this is what's happening with the sexual harassment stuff is that they're by saying always believe the woman or people stepping down or not like Al Franken didn't wait for the outcome of the ethics committee investigation. He should have because he should have taken a stand for the legal principles that, yes, you have a right to accuse. I have a right to defend. And we need to respect that there is recourse, that we have standards. We have a process that works and women should feel and, and Women should feel this is something that we should work on. Women should feel that it's okay to actually come forward, that you can't be penalized, you won't be fired. Uh, And that um, if we did this on a case-by-case basis, you would actually exonerate the women, validate them, maybe get them some restitution for jobs lost or whatever. At the same time, you would punish or embarrass the real uh, bad actors. But what's happening now is by taking this uh, Fifth Amendment lightly, and allowing these accusations to go by uncountered, just accept them, believe the woman, you can actually take that and use it against the First Amendment. 
the freedom of speech, freedom of political speech. When you take accusations and use them to neutralize someone politically, so we're talking about Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill when he was running to be um, or nominated to be the first conservative black man on the Supreme Court, that the left didn't like that. So Anita Hill came out and accused him of sexual misconduct in the workplace. But back then, even that short time ago, maybe 20 years ago, we recognized the importance of the fundamentals of law. And it w- really, it would have been a, a very serious problem to have allowed her to get away with derailing that political process for an accusation that was not brought in a timely manner and all that. And and Bill Cosby, I feel like the same thing. Now, he actually uh, seems to have, by settling with those women and making deals with prosecutors, that it looks like there's some, some reason to believe that those people were telling the truth. But I still think that he would, that this was dredged up, not to prevent him from doing wrong, wrong. I mean, these accusations are decades old. He's blind and, you know, he's not really capable of doing much harm. Similarly, but they didn't like the message he was sending politically, I think. Uh, And then similarly with the Roy Moore uh, story, who's running for Jeff Sessions seat, uh, they brought up accusations that are quite dated um, and ambiguous, like it's hard to tell if there was any actual wrongdoing. But they're trying to smear the guy with the sexual harassment stuff in order to derail his political uh, power. And that's what the First Amendment is all about, not being punished for what you say or what your political positions are. So by allowing unfounded accusations to be trotted out at any time, they really attack the the they they use ignoring the Fifth Amendment. And I understand this is not in a court of law. We're not really saying they're ignoring the Fifth Amendment, but it's just the tone of it undermines the principle and it's being used to actually violate the First Amendment. So that's a lot probably to absorb. So we're going to just unpack that throughout this show. Uh, I have. I want to get your reaction. What do you think about this? Uh, is there a, is there an agenda at work here with how the sexual harassment stuff is being handled? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I have Binkley, my trusty producer here. Hey, Binkley, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. But keep your distance. Don't get too close. You make me uncomfortable <laughs> I, I... sometimes. Uh, so I want to know, what are people saying? What are my tweets Give me an opinion from the Twitter. Twitter Johnny Cook tweets that he suspects they are dribbling this out until the harassment fatigue sets in and the real powerful politicians can skate. So far, nothing is very serious except for Conyers, and they wanted him out anyway. That's a great point because – well, the Conyers thing we can talk about a little later if you want. Um, But the idea of the fatigue fitting – I noticed this. Right around this week that I I'm not a I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. I I recognize the Republican voters are individualists over collectivists. So that's my side of the tent. But I'm I don't just fawn over the GOP presidential candidate. But when George W. Bush and now Trump are constantly attacked by the left, I just tune it out. I used to Trump's a little more complicated. Um But like with Bush, who I really disagreed with in a lot of ways because I thought he was like half a socialist in a lot of ways. I didn't agree with basically anything. I would always give him the benefit of the doubt when he was attacked by the left because they were so over the top, knee jerk. He's always wrong, 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 attack, attack, attack. So I would just knee jerk give him the benefit of the doubt. 
And that's what I'm starting to do, like when I saw Dustin Hoffman, which, Binkley, after the break, I want to hear about your perspective as somebody who's been in acting uh, on something interesting Dustin Hoffman said. But uh, so... I just was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm sure I'm sure it was minor. I'm sure it was nothing. I'm already dismissing this stuff. And that will give real offenders a pass. So I want to talk about that. And I want to get your calls. And I want some of uh, Binkley's unique insight after the break. Uh, 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe some really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's 35 degrees outside the studio, a four on the Mellish meter because it's cold, but it's still nice out. Uh, uh, We are talking about how the sexual harassment, the avalanche of sexual harassment claims is being handled in the media. I think a clear agenda is at work. I think uh, the people are being neutralized politically with accusations uh, that that the media is now calling for us not even to to ask for evidence, not even to try to verify it. So that's a very politically dangerous path to walk. So let me take a quick call. I'm going to Eric in Conyers. Eric, you're on with Monica. What do you think? I just think it's beyond despicable and unfair that Senate candidate Roy Moore, along with President Trump, are just vilified for, for wrongdoing. But Democrats like Al Franken get a pass and the and, and they recognize that they're not status quo politicians. Yeah, I don't I don't think that there's any like uh, sexual harassers don't happen more often on the right than the left. I mean, and and but the way they're the demands of the people on the right to do what like Al Franken did, where he decided to just step down without with and he still claims his innocence to me i think that's actually a bad thing i think he should stand up on a matter of principle like the like the republicans some republicans are doing like roy moore exactly and i do think thank you eric i do think that they that the reason they're making that contrast actually read they want to make that contrast they want to show the democrats just stepped down so that they can have an even more powerful tool if the norm if the standard is that you just step down at the slightest suggestion then then they have the power to wipe you out with just a simple word one simple lie and i don't like that 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk here you can tweet at me at monica perez show Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know. This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Regular time, Saturday, 3 to 6. I am uh, getting closer to that. Today we're on 4 to 6. By the way, it's uh, until 5 o'clock. The Walmart on Pleasant Hill Road in Duluth is collecting presents for Clark's Christmas kids. And I think the weather kind of derailed them a little bit on their uh, normal haul yesterday. So if you can get up there and contribute to this great, cheerful holiday cause, I know it will uh, be appreciated. So uh, give that a shot. In the meanwhile, on your way up there. I'll give you a little of my libertarian take on the news of the week. And uh, this is really the news of the month, sexual harassment stuff, which I uh, I really hesitate to talk about the really, I think the word is salacious, like the gossip that's 
people just like it for, you know, it's off color or whatever. I try to avoid that. I, I don't like gossip. I don't like any of that stuff. But when an operation like this comes out that, in my opinion, is being used for serious policy issues, like the idea, always believe the woman, is not so subtly a way to say, hey, man, uh, it's rude to ask for evidence, you know, and 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 a lot of times in there's tons of sexual harassment out there. Absolutely. For sure. And it's very hard to come forward. And you think you're going to get fired. Uh, usually the person who's doing it is obviously somebody who's got some power over you, who's not afraid of you. It's unlikely to be your underling. So there are real problems there. But if you say that you believe accusations without evidence and that the real consequences will happen, like people will lose their job, lose their elected offices, you are creating this power that will be abused immediately, is already being abused. And you have to watch out for that. Always use the touchstone of the basic fundamentals of law. And I always look to the Bill of Rights, the 10 Amendments, to um, and make sure that we steadfastly defend those come what may. So you don't even have to know the details of any of these stories. Just don't compromise on the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights are a compromise for having coercive monopoly government. So, uh, and I think that when you do that, you're also attacking the First Amendment because you're keeping people from having political power by false accusations or or just by sloppy accusations or ambiguous accusations. So that's what I want to talk about. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Do you feel that the sexual harassment stuff has an underlying agenda? Uh, you can also tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. My producer, Binkley, here. Is, uh got some tweets, right, Binkley? You got a tweet for me? I do. I have one from Dean who tweets that it seems like they're settling up some old debts on both sides and in the various industries. That's a very interesting because, Binkley, you and I do a podcast called The Propaganda Report, mm-hmm. which uh, anyone can find at propagandareportdaily.com. We've got it on iTunes and everything. Binkley likes me to tell people they should subscribe, they should share it. But what we uh, what we talk a lot about, or Binkley's done a lot of reading on communism, kind of old school USSR communism, and the propaganda techniques and other techniques that they kind of um, pioneered back then. And one of the things that we we have talked about on our podcast is that the there were purges once or twice, and everybody knows about Stalin's purges. And the purges were where they would take the, and I think Mao did the same thing. You would take the first guard, the true believer communists who helped you get into power, and they would kill them because the goal is not this pure ideology. The goal is pure power. So if you have the true believers in there, deeply embedded in your organization, uh, they can cause trouble for you if what you really want is a, is to pragmatically amass power for yourself. Now, I so I look at what's happening in these, like Al Franken, obviously a true believer, uh, a real lefty, you know, and and he's gone. He's falling on his sword. I, I wonder if kind of he was so totally owned by the machine because I do believe he stole that election to get in in the first place. That's just my personal belief. 
So maybe he was an easy one to who would play ball. But but it could be that there really is a, a purge going on, getting rid of people who uh, aren't going to keep up with the with the changing nature of where our government, our system is going. And I think it dovetails with how uh, the media, the news itself is trying to lead us away from having evidence, from requiring evidence and leading us towards just trusting the source. If it's an official source, I mean, even Trump kind of alluded to maybe jokingly, maybe seriously said journalists should be licensed. I mean, that's the kind of thing that it violates kind of a fundamental law. We should always look to evidence and uh, and maybe that they're trying to usher in a whole new as uh, that Michael Chertoff, he used to be the the Homeland Security Secretary, he calls for a new legal architecture. I mean, maybe these people are really trying to, the kind of shadow government that wants a kind of new world order or world government, maybe they're really trying to usher in a fundamentally different basic legal principle. That's uh, I think there's a chance of that. Lots of calls. Let's hear what you have to say. I'm going to Josh in Atlanta. Hi, Josh. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say uh, I think the way that these sexual allegations are being handled is completely hypocritical. Um, Let's not go back a couple months and talk about the media bias on um, Republicans getting shot at in a softball game and Rand Paul having six of his ribs broken which are rarely covered upon. And I was wondering if Hillary Clinton was elected, would we hear about any of these Democrat sex scandals? The only one we would hear about would be Roy Moore's, and he would be roasted because he's following Trump's agenda on actually delivering on what he promised to get elected. I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Right, thank you. Uh, I, I, I think that it's clear that the coverage is media is, uh, is politically Based because I read on page A16 in the sports section of the Wall Street Journal, not a go-to page for people who read the Wall Street Journal or read about sports. That is where they buried the story about Dr. Larry Nasser, who was the gymnastics coach for the U.S. girls team, who just was sentenced to 60 years for sexually abusing those girls, for having something like 35,000 child pornography images in his possession. This is just this is just his first trial. There's going to be another trial for this guy if he doesn't plea. So that's a very serious matter. And if that stuff could go on for that many years, he shouldn't be the only person going to jail, is my guess. And that's on page A16. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what may be Roy Moore just wanting to marry... A young girl like Frank Sinatra married Mia Farrow. I mean, I don't know. So this, I don't really know his story. Binkley thinks he's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Binkley. What do you think about Roy Moore? What do you think about the issue? Let's just stick to the issue. What do you think about in the context of the of what's happening with sexual harassment? I don't think any real credible evidence has been put forth. I think he probably is a little creepy, but that is my opinion <laughs> and not a, a legal I don't want to drag you into that, put words in your mouth. Um, I don't know. You know, I I just I don't know. But I really I don't I don't even want to get bogged down on what really happened because there have been no accusations against that guy for 40 years. He's obviously this obviously isn't an effort to keep that guy off the streets because he's 
groping people in any kind, you know, anything less than 40 years ago. Obviously, it's no longer a pressing problem. They're not trying to get retribution or restitution, sorry, for to the girls because they're not suing them. And the statute of limitations is long run on any of that stuff for good reason. I mean, that's statute of limitations is because it's very hard to defend yourself when people can't remember. You can't get witnesses to come up. So these things violate basic tenets of law and are clearly being used for political purposes. So uh, very interesting. Thank you so much. I'm going to Alan. Alan, you are on with Monica. Hi there. Hi, Alan. This is a prime example for term limits, and honestly, I think all politicians should have a background check before they're allowed to run. For what? That's a background check of what? Uh, where they've had any criminal uh, doings or where they've had you know sexual misconduct, just Normal background check like the FBI does for everybody else. You know, if you're getting a job or you want to be a nanny or somebody to watch your kids, you usually do a background check, don't you? Well, why yeah, that's do we that's background check. Yeah, the politicians who are running our country. Yeah, there isn't uh, there isn't much of a formal process, but I actually ter- it's funny because people always ask me to kind of champion term limits, and I uh, I would rather. Than have term limits. I only ever hesitate about term limits because Ron Paul was such a shining example of my ideal congressman that if one guy, who was it, the Demosthenes, who's the guy who went around uh, with the lantern looking for one honest man in the in the um, capital, Diogenes? I can't remember, some Greek guy. So if there's one guy, if you've never heard the story, Rand Paul called me once on a fundraiser when he was first re- running for senator. He thought, like, Whatever, I was a Harvard alum, something like that. I was on his list. And he called me and I said that. I said, oh, man, I always think that your dad is the one guy that uh, that you could find, the one honest man in the Capitol. And Rand Paul had no idea what I was talking about. But <laughs> um, And he never called me again. But, uh, I, but that, I never wanted to throw Ron Paul away with two hands because of term limits um, when he was the only guy. But I would consider just going through the phone book and just starting it with the A's and just having people, anybody between the age of like 35 and 55, let's say, have to spend a year as a senator. I think that was also kind of a Greek experiment. And just do it that way. And uh, and. I think you'd be better off than having anyone who actually wants to do it. But maybe that's radical. I don't want to get derailed. So let's get back on track. That was probably a hot sports opinion. Okay, I'm going to B- uh, Binda in Covington. Or is it Linda? Okay, it's Brenda. Oh, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Okay, let's hear it. What do you got? Okay, I've been following this Roy Moore thing, and I'm really glad that you would even have the nerve to bring it up or the courage because uh, it's like a whirlpool, and anybody who gets near it, they try to suck them into it and destroy them, too. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people voted for Trump because he seemed to not fear the PC police or trial by media. It was sad that right shortly after he got in that the media destroyed Flynn. And he's a 30-year veteran, but we won't get off on that. Anyway, uh, I'm 77 years old, and uh, a lot of people that's under my age don't really know the America that I knew. And I don't know what your age is, but anyway, I know my sisters, when they came up through grammar school and through high school, there wasn't the prayer, there wasn't the Bible reading, there wasn't the pledge to the flag. And, uh, yeah, you know, so some of their thoughts are different from mine. A lot of it, they um, it came through the um, hippie age and uh, 
uh, Woodstock and and uh, uh, the rock music. So their their thinking's different. But um, some of the things that I've have just personally, uh, I met my husband at 15, and uh, and he came out of a church one evening, and he was uh, he's seven years older than me. So he must have been about 23. You know, if I get some of these little details wrong, uh, pardon the mind and the memory. But uh, he came out and said, I asked your mother if you and your sister could go out with me and my friend to go get ice cream. Yeah, that's what they said Roy Moore did. That's the story I read about Roy Moore. And now that I think about it, my mother did get married when she was 19. She had a baby by the time she was 20. And, uh, yeah, I mean, times have changed. I, I think they should read the Bill of Rights to the class instead of do the pledge, but that's just my opinion. And you were right to hit on the counterculture in the 60s, the difference between you and your sisters. It was an absolute, in my opinion, deliberate disconnect from the past to the future it was that uh, counterculture in the 60s, which I think was organized from the shadows of power. But we're going to continue this interesting conversation next. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blow it up! On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 40 was the high today. 23 is the forecast low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about how the sexual harassment scandals are being handled by the media and what's the agenda. So I am going to Gunny in Douglas County and uh, I only have about a minute, so I'm going to give you the whole minute. Tell me what uh, you think. Okay, I find it very interesting that uh, the media and, for that matter, the politicians fail to remember that Moore, when he supposedly committed these acts, was a Democrat. I noticed that, yes. And nobody has said anything about it. The whole thing is nothing but political intrigue, and it's they're just after Trump because he's not part of the PC crowd. Well, I, I think it's even bigger than that. I don't even think it's personal. I think it's beyond personal. I think they're they're setting it up to be uh, so that the media the media will have more power if people aren't required to have evidence in order to unseat. Go back on the media. Every time you see the the, the uh, credits, you see something about Hearst. Well, William Randolph Hearst became a billionaire by committing a lie about the sinking of the Maine, and he was on the front page of the New York paper. On the back page of the same section was the truth written by Bob Crane, who died a pauper because the Maine sunk itself. Well, I'll have to look into that. I know that was, uh, I think it was a false flag, the main. But I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I was, I'm no fan of Hearst, that's for sure. But I want to get some more calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Getting back to my old schedule, kind of. 
Saturday 3 to 6 is what I'm normally on. Today I'm on 4 to 6. Uh, we are already deep underway in a conversation about sexual harassment and how I think there's an agenda at play. If you want to hear the beginning of the show, we, um, my producer Binkley always puts uh, the podcast up on PropagandaReportDaily.com as well as podcasts of the show that we do um, offline, I guess. So you can always listen to that. But what the gist of what we've been talking about for me is that this meme that we're supposed to always believe the woman, while I personally have had more than my fair share of uh, sexual harassment and stuff like that, I still don't think you should, quote, always believe the woman because it makes those kind of accusations uh, empowered to derail people politically. It's the exact uh, opposite of what the Fifth Amendment is there for. The Fifth Amendment is to prevent political persecution. It requires that their due process of law, uh, that accusations are met with due process of law, so you can't be falsely accuse people. But the wrinkle here is that this isn't a court of law. What's happening is it's not only the court of public opinion, but also corporations are stepping in and uh, they have no obligation to follow the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is to restrain government. But I feel like what they're doing is eroding the principle nonetheless. So I even saw Judge Napolitano, who's a, the libertarian on Fox, who I really like and, and respect. And I don't always agree with him, but I respect him. And he was talking about... Like the day after Matt Lauer was abruptly fired by NBC, he said, yeah, they can just get rid of them because they don't have to worry about the Bill of Rights, due process of law, blah, blah, blah. So if they're right and he was wrong, they can they can just stop the harm right then and there in, in the track. So you so here's a corporation demonstrating how much quicker and maybe better justice could be if uh if we weren't encumbered by all these silly, you know, cumbersome rights. And I've noticed that in other arenas, too. So I just heard on the radio that YouTube hired 10,000 human censors. Did you hear this, Binkley? You didn't hear about that? Facebook, I guess, hired 3,000 more, but YouTube said their, like, AI of just trigger words isn't enough. Artificial intelligence isn't enough, and they need human censors. For me, of course, YouTube should be – what was great about it is that it was content – it was neutral. It wasn't an arbiter of content. It was simply a conduit of content. So uh, I'm horrified that they do that. And people will say, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want. But if you dig into big tech, they have so many uh, advantages. They've been in the gov- in bed with the government since the beginning, from the Department of Defense to uh, the way universities are subsidized and work hand-in-hand hand with the government. I, I actually consider them at this point quasi-governmental. But because they don't actually have... The label of government, they're allowed to do these things that get us used to having no rights, no privacy. So uh, I just thought that was just interesting to to clarify. I understand that it's not it's not yet encroached on our actual rights. But I feel like if if 
if media can get accusations that have not been vetted. So Al Franken stepped down this week, supposedly. He said he was going to step down. Maybe he doesn't step down. You know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he gets redeemed. So didn't you think that, Binkley, that maybe this Yeah, he's like, be- I'm going to step down sometime in the future, possibly. Right, whereas the other guy, the Republican guy, and they're like, well, this is how Democrats handle it because they're righteous. Yeah. He's not even waiting for the ethics committee. He's just saying whatever. But the Arizona guy <laughs> resigned immediately. Yeah. And, they, and they're all saying that it's the Democrats who don't, who don't uh, step up. and Virtue signaling. What does that mean? It means they do something that everybody can see that makes them look virtuous. Oh, yeah, like a big show. Yeah. And, and, but this guy, I, I, who knows what the deep story is about the Arizona guy, but Trent Frank stepped down because apparently he was soliciting uh, AIDS for, to be the surrogate for his child, which I don't know what – I mean, that was definitely – in poor taste. I'm not <laughs> sure. They, they said, well, we thought he meant, like, we should get a hotel room and I should have his baby. I'm like, that seems unlikely. But but whatever. Who knows? Anyway, the guy stepped down. He didn't say he was going to step down. He stepped down. Uh, so I feel like that uh, if, if the court of public opinion is powerful enough to get elected officials to lose their jobs, it is... Uh, really an end run around the First Amendment, which is part of what the Fifth Amendment is there to protect. So let's get your views on this. 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Anthony and Marietta. Hey, Anthony, uh, what you got? Hey, hey, Monica, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Hey, my question for you is, is strictly for the private sector, not, not I know, the, the public sector. Got it, yep. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious about your libertarian take on sexual harassment as it, as, as it pertains to, say, I know, like, basically the definition is, is if someone is just your superior, tries to sleep with you, you say no, they can hold your job over you, blah, blah, blah. And that's why it's called sexual harassment, right? Even if the woman consents, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just curious, like, if, let's, you know, let's say uh, someone approaches someone, a superior approaches, uh, you know, subordinate, and they'd be like, um, you know, hey, I, I like you. I think you're attractive. Hey, can we have some fun tonight? And, you know, she says no. And he says, well, something, okay, if you don't want to play the game, then move I, on. I don't want you working here. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you. I understand the question, and I'll tell you uh, that if a guy, if a person – owns outright a business that doesn't require like a, a, a federal license to operate, that it isn't restricted, that anybody could compete in, and he owns that that business, and that's the rules of the game, I don't think he owes you a job. However, right. I now if you're I, I have worked for corporations, big banks who are really entrenched. There are real charters that you you just can't get. I mean, they've just been around for too long. So if you're a banker, and and also and so they have kind of a um, corner on the market, and you if you can't work there, you can't work anywhere really. And they do make a when I when I started working at these banks, they would say, "You, we promise you a a, a not non hostile work environment." And then still, I had numerous people. Uh, make me uncomfortable to the point of really not being able to do my job. I really feel like I was fired because the guy just didn't like women around, you know, like crazy stuff like that. Um, and to me, that that guy is not, is violating my agreement with the employer who, who kind of promised me a, a non-hostile environment or I wouldn't have worked there. 
Well, yeah, okay, that's a good point, because that makes it contractual. Yeah, and then that guy, and so, and also, if the government hands out charters only to good old boys who play golf with the mayor, you know, I can't, I think, I think you might have called once about the equal pay thing, and I said, yeah, if I could have turned around and opened Chick Bank with the motto, we work harder for less, then... I feel like I, I could even walk away from that arrangement, but you can't because there is, you can't get those charters. You can't walk away. And if you make a stink at one of the banks, they tell they tell. I learned in business school. I learned, don't sue your company unless you're positive you're going to win and get enough never to work again. And that's the thing that needs to change: is that you feel like you can't bring it up, even though. The owners of the company say, we don't like sexual harassment. If you are actually sexually harassed and you bring it up, they might fire you for, you know, say you're stupid or that you're late. And everybody else shows up late, you know, because you work late, but they'll fire you for that. I think that happens all the time. And I think it's I, – I don't – I hate the government. I hate using the government. But I think when it gets like that – uh, where competition is restricted in that industry, I don't know how else you're supposed to make a living. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the, I, the concept of a, a true libertarian society would never ever happen because in a true libertarian society, you shouldn't have to get permission from the government to open a bank anyway. It's your money; you're loaning it. Well, I got to ask them for permission to loan my money to people. You know what I mean? Right. And if that guy doesn't want the best qualified employees, unless she's also someone who's willing to sleep with him, I mean, he's not. He's probably not going to have a very competitive firm. He should make as right, much money right. as possible that's, and that's hire why, a prostitute. It's a, right. It's a problem that takes care of itself. That's why I'm always amazed when people find out that Georgia is a right to work state. They never knew. And I'm like, well, if people were getting fired for any and everything, you would know. You know, you don't know because people aren't firing people for any and everything. Yeah, because it works. To that business. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's always been interesting to me. Yeah, it is, it's really interesting. I appreciate the call. Thank you. And I do, I really think about, about the nuances because as a strict libertarian, I want to die by the sword, live by the sword and die by the sword, stand on my principles. And the older I get and the more I, I see how the system is so completely corrupted at every level that I almost, you know, like with the big tech stuff, I don't even think they're private companies anymore, really effectively, because they've had such advantages handed to them by the government that you could never really compete with them. You, you're not going to start a YouTube that allows everything and everything because they just have too much of an advantage already. And, uh, you know, I, I just that's when as a libertarian you have to I, I I'm open to the conversation of of how to live within the system um, and not be the one who just sacrifices everything for the libertarian principle to no avail whatsoever. You know, let's keep talking about uh, principles if you want. I've got some more calls. Hang on, George and Tequila, you're, you're next. Tequila, uh, you're next. 404-872-0750. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 23, the forecast low overnight. 41, the forecast high for tomorrow. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, we have a minute. I'm going to go to George. Hi, George. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Hey. Hearing, all, hearing all this talk, I was just reminded of something. Um, when I heard about this Roy Moore thing, I remembered that when Herman Cain was running for president, he all of a sudden got a bunch of 30-year-old allegations against him as well, which he also denied. And they finally dogged him about it enough that he had to drop out. But 
it seemed a little too convenient that that the, seems to be the pattern these days of how to get somebody. Well, I would never want to comment about somebody who, who works in my office, but, but the, the principle at stake is, is it, uh, you know, it's, it's using something irrelevant to neutralize someone politically, somebody, something unproven. And that it's very dangerous to allow those kind of accusations to, uh, to have that kind of power, because even if, even if the initial wave, I personally think this whole thing is a plot in order. Like, I feel like somebody got the green light to unleash this avalanche in order to open the door to this being used as a weapon day in and day out. And it's actually a more powerful weapon quite often against Republicans than Democrats, especially if they were talking about, like, infidelity, because I think it was Ann Coulter. Somebody pointed out that the Democrats don't really care about infidelity. It's the Republicans who care. So it's like a perfect weapon because it only it only slices one way. But even if even if it weren't like a the, uh, the reason it was green lighted was for that to unleash that power very quickly after that power is is recognized people will abuse it so you have that's what legal principles are all about that's why they've been established uh over thousands of years of civilization that's why when i look at things like the drug war and the war on terror racism sexism uh even the Ill- illegal immigration matter all of these hot hot topics these emotional topics are used to erode the Bill of Rights one after another from the Fourth Amendment, surveillance, the Fifth Amendment, due process, the First Amendment, speech. You can see all of these issues tricking people into giving up their grip on the Bill of Rights. And uh, and it gets to the point where if you look at the shadow government, if you look at the, the power centers – the people who probably really call the shots behind the scenes, all they really care about is the power grabbed, consolidate power, maybe even at the world government level. And at that at that rate, you have uh, a you set yourself up for um, a great abuse of power and then the pathocracy kicks in. And, and the government actually goes out of its way to promote these bad things they're supposed to protect us from because they know that's the thin edge of the wedge that will open up uh, this encroachment, this diminishment of the Bill of Rights. We've got lots more to come. Binkley's going to play some great clips for us. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Live and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB. Uh, Every Saturday from 3 to 6 is my normal time, but you kind of have to look around for me sometimes because we always make way for football and basketball, UGA sports, which I think is a worthy uh, um, cause for me to to move around a bit. But if you want to know when my show is going to be on, 
or actually hear the commercial-free podcast, which is a nice courtesy that WSB pays me um, for people who do miss the show when it moves from my regular time, go to propagandareportdaily.com, and you can find this show, podcasts I do with my producer, Binkley, um, and uh, actually all the shows past, some blog posts, stuff like that. And uh, you can also, if you want to talk to me, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. We have been talking about the sexual harassment scandals, and I personally think there's an agenda at work here. I think um, I think there's really a lot more to talk about than we even got to. I like to focus on the on the Bill of Rights and how. The items that I feel like exclusively what you're hearing about, what's being blasted at you from the glowing box in your living room night and day is always there to serve an agenda, that that thing is just there for agendas and that the agendas are almost always, if not always, uh, I guess the two big agendas are to erode the Bill of Rights and also population control, both of which feed into this uh, move, which I think is... um, being pushed behind the shadows uh, towards world government and central power. So there's a lot a lot to talk about. We're not going to get to all of it. But Binkley, um, my producer here, he, he – I find it very difficult to listen to the stuff that comes out of the left. It's hard enough for me to listen to the stuff that comes out of the right. So I kind of count on Binkley to monitor the propaganda that's being fed um, on the left. So – First of all, how are you doing, Binkley? I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. Just get that out of the way. Worry about you. You're, you're happy? You're comfortable? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it. Okay, because, you know, we have the Christmas party tonight, and I want to, you know, WSB Christmas party, very exciting. But we're all, you know, I've read a lot of articles about how the Christmas parties are going to be less fun than well, they used to know, be. Uh, mistletoe is sexual harassment in and of itself. Yes, I, I realize that. So we should just take away all the all the fun, all the symbolism, no Christmas kisses. <laughs> I mean like even pecks on the cheek. So anyway, so what's your what's your take here? What do you got for me? How do you want to start? You you were gonna play some clips for me from the From uh, the the yeah. loony left. Yeah. Is where I good. pulled some of these clips. I put together a montage of CNN New Day's Poppy Harlow. She's interviewing one of Roy, uh, Roy Moore's spokespeople, and she spent the whole interview insisting that this person, her name is Jane Porter, tell her whether or not she believes the women. Wait, so who is Jane Porter? Jane Porter is somebody who's been going around and speaking on behalf of Roy Moore. Like in an official capacity? It seemed official the way she presented right? okay. herself. Yeah. Right. So. I put together a montage of how insane – this is how the conversation with this movement goes. You, you either agree with them or you support pedophilia is essentially <laughs> the argument. Okay. Lee Korfman, sure. whom we have heard from in her own words, saying at 14 years old she was a victim of child molestation by Roy Moore. Do you believe her? I don't believe her at all. Lee Korfman is one of eight women. Are you saying that all of these women are lying? Just to be clear, you believe the women who have accused Al Franken of these actions, No, I believe correct? Al Franken. He admitted guilt himself. But do you believe, the women? Did you believe the women before Al Franken said, I did these things and I apologize? I, I had no opinion until I heard Al Franken well, say that I Well, why did you have no opinion about those women 
but you have quite a clear opinion of the women who have accused well, Senator Roy Moore. I looked at the facts. I want to make it very clear so everyone understands. You believe that all eight of these women whom CNN has vetted their stories are lying. Yes or May no? I Yes or no? Do you I, believe any believe... of them? All right, I'm going to name them, okay? Yeah, what, we the have them on the screen, stand? and we have very strict vetting policies of people that we will even put on that screen here at CNN. Please answer the first well, question that I asked, which is, do you believe any of these women, any of these eight women, do you believe any of them? I yes or no? Beverly... Please answer my question. Do you believe the allegations of any of these eight women, and do you believe... That goes on for about another minute or so. And at the end <laughs> of it. We got the idea. She's being. Clearly, that woman is being harassed. Right. At the end of it, uh, Chris Cuomo is sitting next to her and he goes, That was a great interview. Oh my gosh. He's the worst. I couldn't believe it when I first heard Chris Cuomo because I grew up in New York and the governor, it was his father and his brother now. And I was like, Oh my gosh. How obvious is it when somebody is a jerk? You know, obviously he's promoting. A political agenda. So this chick is, okay, so the CNN gal is harassing the person who's defending Roy Moore, and her arguments are there are there are eight women. Yeah. I mean, I can understand if it were seven and you didn't believe them, but there are eight. So we had, and, and I actually had a quote here from the Al Franken story where one of the guys, um, the Tom Carper, a Democrat from Delaware said, I think for a number of us, the defi- the deciding factor in our decision to urge Al Franken to step down came from the repetition. <laughs> the repetition, I mean, which is like a, a classic fallacy. It's like a, a an like in debate or argument, you've learned the fallacies like this is a fallacious argument. Uh, so. So the numbers thing is hilarious to me and. That woman was saying, yes, I looked into the facts. I had no opinion until Al admitted it. And in the Roy Moore case, I looked into the facts. And that chick is just beating her to death. Like, And the other thing is, I did catch that she said, we have vetted this so you can trust us. Meanwhile, those eight women, just my cursory examination of it, those eight women had very different stories to tell, right? One was about him writing in her, you know, one had forged his signature in her year but you know right i don't she didn't admit to forging his signature okay. she said she wrote in the date and they wouldn't let anybody examine the yearbook okay sorry thank you for correcting me. the allegations are right they rely on if you just pile on more and more people go well if so many say so it has to be true and that causes them to not really look into the details of all the allegations right and and maybe i might be more prone to to be swayed by that a little bit or be influenced by it if it weren't for the fact that this sexual harassment thing is clearly a big agenda. Like, I feel like there's a memo somewhere that laid out this operation and that it was launched on a day, you know, and and here it all comes out. So it seems to me that there, there's some, some stuff going on behind the scenes here. And once you think that it's a setup, how hard could it be to get eight people to say something that, I mean, if you can find one person to say something, you can find eight people. Yeah, you give them a reason to and money. Do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about yeah. these people. I have no idea, but I have no idea. I literally have no idea. And when something is 40 years old, there is a legal principle that you can't uh, convict somebody of a crime 
like that, murder has no statute of limitations, but because it's so like impossible to prove or disprove. It's also telling when they keep relying on the number instead of how solid a claim is. Well, know? it's straight out of the Manchurian Candidate, that movie, where they were trying to uh, act like there were, make the claim that there were communists in the State Department. And, and Angela Lansbury, one of the actresses in it, cleverly changed the conversation from the question from is there are there communists in the state department to how many communists are in the state department Mm. and she did it by changing the numbers so the first time she had her husband who was the politician say there were 40 communists in the state department and then the next time he said there were 52 communists in the state department so then everybody said 40 52 how many communists are there in the state department it's like i don't know yeah. How many? Yeah. You know, and they're just like, well, is it 40 or 52? It's like, yes, it's 40 or 52. So, Gad, what else you got? Keep going. All right, this is a short clip. It's All nine right. seconds. This is from MSNBC's Morning Joe, and it's Donnie Deutsch. Is that how you say his last name? Probably. Donnie Probably. D. I don't well, watch that stuff. It makes me crazy. <laughs> they're talking about, in this episode, they're talking about the solutions for the sexual harassment epidemic. And, and I want to get your opinion at what you think he's talking about here before Mika blatantly cuts him off and stops him. Okay. A new generation of men behaviorally will have a chip in their brain to have them act Okay, so here's the tough question then. Here's the tough question then. I mean, literally a chip? Or is he saying, like, social conditioning? You know, Either way. That's a good question. Yeah. That, that same week, there are... DARPA announced that they are doing human trials on brain chips that control people's emotions. And the, and the way they'll start it is they're going to say it's going to be like extreme mental illness or extreme criminal behavior. That'll be it's straight out of yeah. Demolition Man. Or if you're a man, right? you just like, get a chip. They freeze the guy yeah. and they drill stuff into his brain like social conditioning over. Oh, my goodness gracious. So are you going to play Mika stuff or not? That yeah, I can long. play Mika stuff. How Mika is, is on – she's on a war path for Al Franken, frankly. And this is a clip of her where she's challenging women on bringing people who are apologetic about what they did back to the table. I, I think everything that's happening needs to happen. I think the women finally need to be believed. Yes. I think the behavior needs to be shunned. What I am confused about is what to do and what will happen, and it, will it be fair? What is done with these apologies? When someone like Al Franken completely admits to it, what do we, where do we go from there? Uh, Mark Halperin admits to it, wants to go further, but there's nothing happening. There are men, there are predators who we have given a pass to who we never should have. Whether it's for politics, for the good of whatever, we never should have and we did. We are now not giving a pass anymore. But what about the men who are coming to the table and talking about what their behavior was about, why they did it, what the timing was, what the environment was, who the managers were, who enabled this behavior, who promoted them for it, who rewarded them for it. This is a conversation that some men are ready to have. Are we going to have it? I challenge us. So that's how Al Franken takes center stage again, right? Is right. That what you're saying? Because that's the thing. It's like, why him? You know, why... They went through a lot of trouble to get him up there, and uh, why are they, why would they sacrifice a young guy like that? I got Conyers, but I didn't get Al Franken, so maybe he's going to be 
the standard bearer for redemption. Yeah, he's going to be a standard bearer for redemption. He's going to be an informant. And he's going to name names of other men. Oh, yes. And then, then they can really clean house. Oh, yeah. That's very, very powerful. Uh, interesting stuff. I got to take a break, but uh, we might have room for one more. You got, you got another one for, for us coming up? Thank sure. You. Yeah, I got a couple. All right. Uh, if you want to comment, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. A little warmer Monday. High forecast to be 52 as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to Weekend Weather. Brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are wrapping it up. Uh, we've been talking about the avalanche of sexual harassment avalanche. accusations. <laughs> and Bingley's been playing me some stuff from some clips from the left. I, I can barely listen to the to Fox and I absolutely cannot listen to CNN and anything further left than that. I really I just can't I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. So Binkley tries to keep me informed on to what the the propaganda directed at the snowflakes is is like these days. So what you got? I'll give you the uh, kind of last segment. All right. You want. I want to play a short clip. It's the editor of Time magazine announcing who is Time's person of the year. And within that clip, he subtly lets out what the actual one of the main agenda items of this movement is. Let me see if you can spot it. About to come, the answer to the question we've all been asking, who will be Time's Person of the Year? Edward Felsenthal, Time's Editor-in-Chief, is here to reveal the pick. The 2017 Person of the Year is the silence breakers, the voices that launched a movement. This is the fastest moving social change we've seen in, in, in decades. And That's it. That's it? That's all you got for me? That's all I got for you. I cut it off too soon. I think I made it obvious. Really? Well, it's the fastest moving social change. It's a digital herd. They're they're testing oh. transfer and mobilize crowds too. So this whole movement has been established in a pseudo environment online. What do you mean? Do you ha- I have like one minute. It, so, it's, what are you talking it, it's about? Not, it's people interacting through Twitter, through social media. It was headed up by a celebrity. This oh yeah, and there's no evidence. There's no court of law, and right. it has a real impact in that it's getting people elected officials to step exactly. down for You're, stuff for yeah. misunderstandings in some cases. This is the democracy that the founders feared, except it's digital. Wow. And I will add this, that I don't even think that it's really the point of manipulating democracy to get people to vote and stuff. It's simply to ma- manipulate people's perception yeah. that they that they do have an impact. So look, they, that their outcry and the digital herd has this impact. I mean, that's that's a lot of food for thought. We should do we should do a podcast on that, Binkley, a little propaganda report All right. podcast. And uh, if you want to to tell people what they what you want them to do to foster our uh, our both the podcast feed of this WSB show, which I'm happy to say they allow us to uh, stream without commercials on our stuff. And then the podcast that we do that kind of goes a little deeper into some of these topics, tell people what to do. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com and you will see an Apple icon and an Android icon on the right. Click on it, subscribe, leave us a review. And that's all. That's great. Okay, so uh, I do really enjoy that. I do like to get a little deeper into the uh, subjects. I don't always know when I'm on when uh, when basketball 
pushes me around. So go to PropagandaReportDaily.com to see when I'm on next. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Monica Perez.